Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at Genie Plus strategies for Epcot Center. Final episodes of this podcast, anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. You can also find us on YouTube now, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. Please like and subscribe there. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered, where you'll receive bonus content. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for us, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet us at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or find us on Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Decipher. So we are back to our Genie Plus Park by Park recommendations. And today we are at our favorite park, Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Even though I know what it is, I always, it's a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, before we get to Epcot, Leslie, we have a couple of new patrons to thank. And so uh, who are we thanking today? Yes, today we are thanking new Patreon supporters, Sarah D. and Gemma. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. If you want to support as well and get bonus content, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Yes, thank you so much. All right, so before we get to the Genie Plus of it all, uh, we do want to take a quick detour, as we've been doing in our other episodes, and just talk about the individual Lightning Lane attraction that is offered at Epcot. As a reminder... The individual Lightning Lane, completely separate from Genie Plus, separate purchase. Um, you know, you still go through a Lightning Lane line, but you have to buy it separately. Uh, what is that attraction, Leslie? And what are your feelings about whether it should be purchased or not? Yes, uh, that is the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And I mean, as of right now, I'm still ponying up the big bucks for that paid lightning lane. I think, you know, all things fade over time and uh, people will find that less and less tempting um but that said it's a great attraction and i think if you want to ride it twice that's the way to do it right now of course you still have the virtual queue i don't think that will last forever so the paid lightning lane will be the way to go for that so yeah it's worth the money for me now while it's new and novel but talk to me in two years whether i'm paying for it every time what about you joe Yes. So my kids like to go on it twice. As long as the virtual queue is operating, I do think it is worth the money. It's $15 today on a random Thursday in August. Um, and so not too bad, you know, not Rise of the Resistance, $25 bad at Hollywood Studios. I also think that it is worth the money to not, I guess, stress out about the virtual queue and worry about it at 7 a.m. Like that is, I think, something that factors in to the value for me. I said that it's $15 today. It also, you can purchase an individual Lightning Lane for it right now. Uh, we're recording at 1.40 p.m. Eastern. You can purchase a Lightning Lane for 40 minutes from now. So it's not like Rise of Resistance or Flight of Passage where the individual Lightning Lane sh sells out like before you can even get into the park or, you know, on some extreme days, 15 to 20 minutes. So, you know, just for the ease of stress, I think it's worth it as well. I feel like when this finally moves off virtual queue, um, I do actually really like going through the queue. So at that point, maybe the calculus changes, especially if you get there early or something like that. But as of right now, we're still purchasing that individual lightning lane, partially, again, because my kids uh, are going to want to go on twice more, 
when we're at Epcot. I don't want to go on twice, but uh, they do. Yeah, my kid doesn't want to go on once, so uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's tricky. But you're right. I mean, you get get to getting to select your time with that is key right now because the virtual queue is all over the map. You've got to commit at two times of the day, and then you don't know when you're coming back. So in terms of planning your day, meals, park hopping, things like that, you get a lot more flexibility when you pay for it. Yeah, it's a good attraction, by the way, to pay for it and pay for the people who don't want to go on, that's another way to uh, get uh, your kids on multiple times. Now let's get to Genie Plus. Epcot is a bit of a weird park. It's kind of like Animal Kingdom in the sense that there are not that many attractions. Well, there are more attractions in Epcot, but they don't really factor in Genie Plus as much. Disney has priced it accordingly. Um, Epcot is the second cheapest Genie Plus. You know, you can buy, nowadays you can buy either for all the parks, which is the most expensive, or you can just buy for one park, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, or Magic Kingdom. And I just said it in the order of cheapest to most expensive. So Epcot today, again, for example, is $19. Animal Kingdom's a little bit cheaper, $17, but then the expensive ones, Magic Kingdom and the multiple park one are $27. So Disney definitely has recognized that Epcot is not, it's not as valuable Genie Plus wise. And I think we're gonna get into why that is. And because of all this, it really, when I was putting together the tier list, Leslie, makes things kind of bizarre. So let's get into it. You know, what do you think are the tier one attractions at Epcot? You know, what are the ones that go the fastest? Sure. So Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and Test Track are always the first two to go. And Remy's sometimes like crazy fast. Like if, if it's not your first pick, it could be gone on busier times of day. So that's, that's tier one. Why don't you give us tier two? Yes. Uh, like we said, again, like we're recording at around 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Remy's not available. And let me look quickly at my phone. This is a bad video. Test Track also not available for Genie Plus as of right now. So, you know, by 2 p.m. already gone. I give Remy's the slight edge over Test Track for the tier one attractions just because test track has if it's an option for you a single rider line which still can be pretty long but it's like if remy's you know if you don't get it like you're waiting a long time no matter what for test track at least there's some time at least there's an option especially at night um that you know might be able to help you out i don't know what you think about that yeah i agree anytime there's a single rider line um that gives you an out um not everybody but uh, a big chunk of people. I mean, as long as your kid is willing to separate from you and is at least seven years old, then then you have another option. Now, the next tier two, and this is where Epcot gets weird. I really feel like, honestly, tier two is tier two and three to me in a lot of senses. Frozen Ever After, you know, you could consider it almost like a tier one B. That is the only attraction we have in tier two because really... I don't know, like when I when I really think about it, I like came up with like we came up with three tiers because I don't know, it seemed right or that was the structure that we had come up with or whatever. But besides Remy's Test Track and Frozen Ever After, I feel like those are the three attractions that you really need Genie Plus for. And this is why it's cheaper, uh, because if you don't get all three of those attractions, it's like um, not wasted, but you just... Those are the ones that really make a big difference for Genie Plus. So that's why we have Frozen Ever After at Tier 2. 
Agreed. So let's talk about what's in our tier three then. That leaves one attraction in tier three, which is another one that does sell out and, and get in demand, but just not until a little bit later into the day. And that's Soren. So then, of course, we have everything else, which doesn't get a tier. So why don't we talk about that? Yeah, I, I don't even know if Soren belongs in tier three. As of right now, it's returning like 20 minutes from now. You know, well, like we're recording at a low crowd time. I mean, it's still not. Talk to me Thanksgiving week, Joe. <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like on busier times, you are going to want to use Soren. So that should be your tier three. But I think we need to talk about this a little bit more. Like no park. I mean, I guess Animal Kingdom is kind of like this, but really not because I don't think the attractions are as, I don't know, big or spectacular in a way. But when you go to Epcot and you have Genie Plus, and we'll get into this in the strategy later, it's like if you don't get at least two out of the three from Remy's Test Track Frozen Ever After, it feels really bad. Like you just haven't gotten your money's worth. I totally agree. I mean, that's that's really what you're aiming for. That's what you're paying the big bucks for. Because, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about it being $19 for just Epcot, and you want to get three headliner attractions and then then you feel like okay i'm paying six dollars and change each for these headliner attractions but if you only get two then you know ten dollars each these are not paid lightning lane level you know worth it i think so that's sort of the math in my brain yeah so that's the bad news let's get to the good news a little bit like i think for the everything else you know your spaceship earth your mission space don't ride that your uh seas with nemo and friends um even journey into imagination with figment i think if you do like i guess two things on the really busy days genie plus is going to help you there and you might have wait times or return times that are a little bit further from when you're actually booking but on a day like today like all those attractions, they're returning like half an hour from now. And so the nice thing is Genie Plus is going to help you skip even like a 20, 25 minute wait on all those attractions. So in that sense, maybe you'll think it's worth it, um, you know, to have it. But like to me, if I get Genie Plus and I only get those everything else attractions, it doesn't really feel worth the money to me. I need to get at least two of, like we said, the marquee attractions to really make it feel worth it. And that's where, you know, let's get to whether Genie Plus is worth it at Epcot. I I guess the other thing we need to add in is there's so much to do at Epcot that is not attraction related. It's not ride related. Um, And then there are even attractions like Three Caballeros, Grand Fiesta Tour, which doesn't have Genie Plus at all. So what are your feelings about, you know, when you decide whether... Yes, I know you buy Genie Plus all the time because you're not at Disney World that much. But, you know, if you were a regular at Disney World or even not, you know, Leslie at tripswithtikes.com, you got to do it for work, etc. What calculations would you make in terms of whether you would buy or not buy Genie Plus at Epcot? Yeah, I mean, if I was just spending the day at Epcot, if I didn't have a park hopper or I just, for whatever reason, was only going to one park, then you can totally get by without it the vast majority of the time. I mean, I think let's just bracket things like Thanksgiving week or Christmas and New Year's. I mean, those sort of peak times when, you know, you've got to just think about the crowd levels. But regular crowd level times, you can absolutely do it, especially if you're willing to get there at rope drop, you know, because you really can um, get 
one one in something like that get your money's worth and then okay yeah maybe you're waiting in two long lines for the day or you know if you've gotten virtual queue for cosmic rewind then that's one line that you're kind of getting to partially skip so so you can craft an overall strategy where you're not going to be just in a lot of lines i mean you will have to probably take it on the chin for one or two attractions but you're not going to be taking it on the chin all day. So if you're fine with that, then I think you can absolutely have a great day at Epcot. And like you say, there is so much else to do in Epcot. And as much of a ride junkie as I am, and I'm always looking to ride rides, 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 I don't in Epcot. Like I'm going for the food festivals. I'm going to walk around the country pavilions and World Showcase and, you know, watch a movie at Oh Canada or something like that. So, so do take time to do that and, you can fit that in around when you're sort of willing to commit to that 45 minute line at some point in the day. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think if you are a family that you do not want to buy Genie Plus on every single day, uh, I definitely, like we said with Animal Kingdom as well, I would pick Epcot as one of the days to not purchase it. I think even if you have a, like a park hopper and you purchase it on the Epcot day, a lot of times you're just using it for park hopping for later. So I feel like you don't need to prioritize. Again, this is why Disney has it cheaper. Like you don't need to prioritize buying Genie Plus for Epcot. But if you do buy it, I think there are some strategies that you can use to make things feel worth it. I'll start with my favorite strategy, and that is actually getting a later start on the day and not uh, like we're not we're just not a rope dropping family like we've definitely figured that out at least at this point in our lives because of that you know what i would typically do is i would buy genie plus at 7 a.m i would grab remy's at 11 a.m or whenever it's two hours past i would hopefully grab test track for by that time it'll probably be the evening and then you know i'll get frozen ever after if i can later if i can get all three like on a Medium day, I can probably like I'm guessing you we can't see it right now, but I'm guessing like Frozen Ever After finally sold out at like 1 p.m. when people had like their third lightning lane availability if they hadn't like used it immediately. Um, but if it's something like that, then, you know, I'll be pretty happy. Then I'll go there in the evening. And then, like we said, all the other attractions, whenever we end up getting into the park, you know, whether it's in late morning or early afternoon or whatever, we're going to be able to use Genie Plus to get on those attractions and save time. Um, and so that is my favorite strategy for using Genie Plus, just because we're a late rising family. But there are strategies, probably better, more efficient strategies that you can use if you are a rope dropping family, right, Leslie? Yeah, absolutely. And we still are a rope dropping family most of the time, not not always anymore with, with the teenager. So if you're going to rope drop, then and you're going to get genie plus i mean there's a really pretty easy strategy and that is getting one of the tier ones um with your genie plus at 7 a.m and rope dropping the other one and then grabbing that frozen genie plus as your second selection so i mean that's that's really easy and and sometimes maybe you don't even necessarily need to do that i mean it just sort of depends on on how you're touring the park, whether you're starting from International Gateway or whether you're starting from the main entrance to Epcot. You might be able to like back to back to back if you're really fast through um, International Gateway, hitting Remy's and then moving on to Frozen and the line won't be too, too bad at that point. So that's that's another possibility. Um, and then having Test Track in the bag with Genie Plus and then you're 
then you're set for the day. Then it's then it's shooting fish in a barrel, and you're starting to make Genie Plus reservations for for maybe a second park. Yeah, and if you get in early, um, you can like even if you get onto I I want to say that we did test track at like there was one time we did it, and we just did it in the ten o'clock hour. So we were done with test track before people who had not used the Genie Plus Lightning Lane reservation were able to book again at eleven because the park opens at nine and two hours. See our Genie Plus 101 episode if you're not clear on all these rules. Even that little head start was enough to put us ahead of the two-hour curve so that we were able to get Remy's and Frozen for the evening um, You know, at some point during the day. So if you're in early, even if you're not rope dropping, if you can get one of those Tier 1 attractions Genie Plus used in the morning, then that will set you up to be able to get the other two. And that's probably outside of rope dropping, the best way to ensure that you can get all three of them. Like I said, if you're rope dropping, it's going to be much more efficient and you should be able to get to use all your Genie Plus on all the marquee attractions. Now, a couple of other things to just kind of note, uh, and especially this will help if you don't have Genie Plus, like some of the attractions, Spaceship Earth, Living with the Land, Imagination, Seas, after like 4, 5, 6 p.m., like, by the evening, those are all walk-ons. So if you don't have Genie Plus, you don't need to you don't need to worry about it. And in fact, if you do have Genie Plus, either use Genie Plus when the line is like 20, 25 minutes in the early afternoon, or just start stacking for another park if you're going somewhere else. Because like by four o'clock or three or four o'clock, for a lot of them, you'll you'll see the wait times drop. And Spaceship Earth is Spaceship Earth is the easiest. You can see the line. Um, and you know if it's not very far past the escalator or what, what are the moving walkway that's moving up towards um, the entrance, you know, you're going to be walking on in five, 10 minutes. Um, so that's pretty good. So those are our genie plus strategies at Epcot. I think it does bear repeating one more time at Epcot. Take your time to eat, take your time to explore world showcase, take your time to, you know, I guess, I guess we can no longer learn in x future world huh there's there's no like you know you can't remember just a little aside here leslie remember when you got off spaceship earth and used to play and learn in the you know thing sponsored by whoever it was at the time and then you know test track there's still some stuff it's too bad that that stuff isn't there anymore well, there's there's still some stuff. I mean, all, when you get off imag- imagination, there's some stuff there. I mean, they they got their character meet and greets, but there's some stuff that you can kind of yeah, explore. Children's the, museum level stuff. But yes, yeah. it's not the same. It's um, I know it's not not great children's museum level. But uh, World Showcase is still great. There's a lot of food to eat, and then of course, if you're there for a festival, there might be music, entertainment. There's a lot of live entertainment. Actually, last time we were back in Epcot, I was. Um, pretty pleased with the amount of live entertainment that's come back. So take your time, enjoy all that stuff. Again, that's a reason why, you know, you can get away without Genie Plus um, and just enjoy Epcot and then just do attractions, you know, as you feel like, especially if you buy the Guardians Lightning Lane um, and then maybe wait in one or two lines. I think it'll feel like a pretty good day at Epcot. Totally agree. And just as an aside, Joe, I have to add right right here and now, I saw that last week Joey Fatone and Lance Bass had a concert <laughs> at like, like E to the Beat or something. One of the Genie festivals. Plus cannot, yes, Genie no. Plus could not have paid for that. Okay. 
you know. Don't if, miss, don't miss members of NSYNC when they're at uh, Epcot. <laughs> I can't, I like, I, w- I think one of them was announced to play, but then the other one just like showed up. I mean, that is, you know, you talk about Disney magic, Leslie, for Gen Xers like well, us. I know, for middle-aged moms everywhere. Thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, a deeper cut, but uh, we were driving and there was a billboard that said Westlife's coming to town. And my wife said, we have to go. And I was like, they only have two songs. And she's like, but they're going to sing those two songs. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So <laughs> aging ourselves, aging ourselves. For sure. For sure. All right, Joe, why don't we close this out with our traditional Disney do or don't? What do you have? Yes, please get us back on <laughs> get us back on track. All right. So for our Disney do or don't for Epcot Genie Plus. This is kind of niche and it's only gonna apply to people who are staying at deluxe resorts or who are considering staying at deluxe resorts. But my Disney don't is don't count on extended evening hours for super short wait times at Epcot. It's just not the same as it is at Magic Kingdom. If you wanna stay later in Epcot and just enjoy, although you can, you're not gonna get kicked out of the park, by the way, this is a Disney do do if you want to just walk around and eat um, or just enjoy the ambiance, do stay at Epcot during extended evening hours because they don't kick you out. Like it's only, they won't let you ride anything, but you, you don't have to go anywhere. But don't count on extended evening hours if you do have the um, right or the privilege to ride because you're staying at a deluxe resort. Don't count on that for short wait times because there's only really, what's everyone want to do during that extended evening hours? They want to do Remy's, Frozen Ever After, Test Track, and of course, Guardians with the extra lightning um, virtual queue, excuse me, or whatever. But everyone's doing those three attractions, so everyone who's eligible for extended evening hours is waiting in lines for those attractions. They pushed like 20 is a good wait for those attractions, but you could go 30, 40, 50. I mean, my wife and kids even waited like 25, 30 for Soren during extended evening hours. So uh, the one exception is single rider on Test Track, great during extended evening hours every time I've tried it. But other than that, you know, you're not going to get super short lines. So if Epcot extended evening hours is a major factor for whether you're considering to book a deluxe resort or just stick with a moderate, I would say don't count on Epcot specifically extended evening hours because um, it's just not the short waits that you would expect. But if you're nerds like Leslie and me and you just enjoy hanging out around Epcot, hoping to have a Joey Fatone and Lance Bass sighting, uh, maybe West, I bet you Westlife has played Disney before, by the way, but um, that's neither here nor there. Then go ahead and enjoy the Epcot extended evening hours, but don't count on it for short wait times. Great tip, Joe. All right. Well, that does it for our Epcot Genie Plus episode. Um, as a reminder, we are on YouTube now. Please check us out on youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. We'd really like to up our subscribers and our views there. So um, if you've enjoyed this podcast in the past, please head over there and subscribe. Even if you don't listen to podcasts on YouTube because you're old like Leslie and me. Um, sorry if I insulted you. But uh, Leslie, where else can we find your work on the internet? I am tripswithtikes.com and at tripswithtikes everywhere on social media. What about you, Joe? You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media. And of course, if you're looking to book a trip, um, I'd be happy to help you as your travel planner, Joseph Chung at travelmation.net for that. For this podcast, find us all over wherever you can find podcasts, RIP Stitcher. I hear that as a gone the way of the dodo bird. But uh, all the places that still exist, 
You can find us there. Email us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode and our Gen X musings. Other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you still trying to figure out what the new lands in Epcot are called because I still don't know. Thanks, Joe.